When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sports book, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOFD, you'll be all set when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOFD. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 or older and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G. Because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Rootmetrics second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement. When you rely on the internet for everything, you need speed that can handle anything. And now Xfinity delivers Wi-Fi speed faster than a gig. Check out our amazing offers on internet and learn about the latest breakthrough from Xfinity. Wi-Fi speed faster than a gig. That's more than enough speed to power all your devices and then some. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today to learn more. Restrictions apply. Gig Wi-Fi requires gig speed and compatible X-Fi gateway. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. Hi, folks. Welcome to another episode of Film Study. This is Ken McCusick. Here today to start the offseason in a good way and with a good friend of the show, Brad McGowan. How are you doing, Brad? I'm doing great, Ken, other than I miss watching the Ravens. Me too. Me too. Wouldn't it be great to have them playing this Sunday? Anyway, uh, we're here to talk a little bit about the offseason. And, and obviously, there is a reactive nature to things when the Ravens exit, the suddenness of it. Brings out a lot of the people who think it was for the reasons that they thought all along. 
it brings out a lot of other people who are just upset about something and need to vent. Uh, it does not bring elicit a lot of talk, I think, from people who are most level, I will say, about <laughs> how things proceed in a very Ravens way, meaning, you know, the 80-20 rule, always having a fairly flat cap and whatnot. Mm. Brad, I know you have some interesting thoughts on this, but just in general, do you have that same feeling about the end of the season and, and what kind of things come out? Oh man, I, I, I'm a fan like everyone else. I get frustrated like everyone else. I go through my own stages of grief, like everyone else, um, try to understand. I think for me, my personality, the thing, a thing I love so much about football is the complexity and the nuance. And so you can take a lot of different positions and find reasons to back them up based on this data point or that data point. And I love having those conversations. So I try to be level-headed, but sometimes my passions do get the best of me. All right. Sometimes the frustration for me is, is any kind of analysis by anecdote, but I know what you're doing here. You, you're, you're bringing up some anecdotes from this game and, and we want to talk about this. These are from the, all three clips from the Tennessee game we're going to talk about. Correct. We're going to encourage folks to open up game pass Watch along with us on the place. We didn't do video with this show. There was a question. We had a technical hang up on this. We might do it again with video at a later time. But this is a good this is a good show. And Brad's brought up some good points here that I think are worth considering. And they are at a minimum, they are counterexamples to some of the other things that you'll hear about everything needs to change in order for the Ravens offense ever to be successful. Correct. I think bottom line up front for the listeners. We'll hear a lot in this offseason, whether it's just from Ravens fans or national pundits, that A, the passing concepts are tired and they need to evolve, or B, the Ravens need a true number one receiver. And those things may be true, but it may also be the case that Lamar just needs to get a little better. The wide receivers just need a little more time to gel. There are a lot of factors that go in here. And so what I hope to do is point out a couple examples from the Tennessee game where the Ravens had a critical passing down. There were receivers open and they were unsuccessful. So we'll show what happens. All right. Okay. This tremendous topic here. And we're going to tuck you through. And again, go to Game Pass if you would. And the first thing I'm going to direct you to uh, is quarter one. 12.04, critical third and five early in the game for the Ravens. And uh, they were at their own 23-yard line, so they're going to give the Titans pretty good field position if they if they didn't get a first down on this play. So see if you can get to that in game pass and take us through this play a little bit, Brad, in terms of what you saw on it. Sure. So first of all, it's three receivers, one tight end, and a back to Lamar's right. Uh, before the snap, Hollywood motions left to right. And so you'll have Andrews to Lamar's right in the slot and Hollywood split out further right. And if you look at the Titans defense, you have the defenders manning up on the left side of the, of the, of the formation against the wide receivers, Boykin and Sneed in press coverage. And when Hollywood goes in motion, a Dory Jackson runs with him and he's giving him about 10 yards of coverage. So it's a man, man look the Titans are giving, uh, Loose coverage on Hollywood. Everyone else is tied up. Right. So six. a couple of things other I noticed on this today. Six set pieces still on, on this play. So you got two linebackers in the game, four defensive linemen. And as you mentioned, from, from left to right on the four split receivers, it's press man, press man, press. And 
uh, off coverage from Adoree Jackson on Brown. Correct. So if you run the tape, the ball snaps and uh, play action, Lamar fakes to the back, cutting across uh, from right to left and drops back and immediately looks to Andrews, throws it, passing complete, uh, well covered, well defended, um, conversion unsuccessful, and the Ravens have a fourth and five and end up punting. Now, if you look just to Andrews right, Hollywood runs a similar in-breaking route a little bit deeper, well past the sticks, and there's no one within five yards of him. He's wide open. Now, obviously, we do not know uh, the read progressions and the rules that Lamar is instructed to read the defense with, so we don't know if he makes the right decision or not, but just from the game film and the coaches film, it's clear there's a wide open receiver, easy throw. He makes that throw, big conversion, keeps the drive alive. And there's really only one defender um, left if Hollywood catches that ball. Who knows how far that, that play ends up going. But unfortunately, it's incomplete. Ravens punt. Couple, couple things about this play as you're looking at it. So we have a couple things happening. At the line of scrimmage, the center and the left tackle both pull to the right. So what that tells me on a passing down like this is it's either going to be a run play and probably a pretty quick developing run play, either run by Jackson behind the back or it's going to be a quick pass to a hot read. Now, the hottest of hot reads is going to be the uh, most off coverage, which was Jackson on Brown in the far right. And as you see Jackson throw this pass back to the middle of the field to Andrews, it's not a tremendous difference in the degrees of vision. So sometimes receivers on the other side of the field, you can't expect them to see right. the open receiver on the opposite side of the field. Right. But this was not a, this was not a, if he's using the, taking in the field like an easy eye puzzle, he should have been able probably to see that Brown had space on this play. And I think you're right that every other defender has his back to Brown on this play. So it becomes a foot race pretty quickly between Brown and Jackson to see just how many yards he's going to gain on the play. Right. And the other thing that's worth noting is uh, there's ample time and space on this play. Lamar is not really under a tremendous amount of pressure. He's not forced into making a quick decision based on uh, someone breaking free and getting into his face. So it's probably reasonable to expect that he could have seen Hollywood and made that throw. I would say just just in terms of, of ample time and space, it probably is not an ATS throw. I mean, it's not a pressure either but it would have been a BOQ, a ball out quick as I would have scored okay. that play. Sure. Definitely out of three seconds, but, you know, he had time. He had time to get rid of the ball. And I think, you know, one question would have been that it looked like Landry, number 58, coming off the uh, left edge, who ends up being blocked by the back on this play. It looked like he um, did, not re- did not get out of that as quickly as he could have. in order to, and, he, and he probably also was not in a position to get his hands up and bat a ball down if it was headed out to Brown. Also, real nice bite from both inside linebackers on the play action on the play. It went through kind of a faux mesh. I don't think Jackson ever intended to hand that ball off. He might have run it himself, but it was either going to be a throw or a run himself. Right. So, see, your, your point you're making on this, and I'm, I'm hearing you loud and clear, is that this is, a th- this is a play that Jackson needs to read that defense better and needs to make that play better as opposed to the Ravens' personnel and scheme somehow let them down. 
Sure. I, I think you can look at this play and say there are receivers open and having a Julio Jones isn't going to make a difference in this case. He just <laughs> needs to throw to the, the guy that's open. Well, Julio Jones would have been one of the tightly pressed receivers, I'm sure, in this, in this <laughs> situation, sure, yeah. too. All right, yeah. let's move on to the next play. That's a great one. We'll move to Q1 430, and we'll talk through this and allow people to kind of play along with it at the same time. And on this one, it's uh, first and 10. This is the interception. So long pass down the right sideline, if you don't remember it. Uh, Miles Boykin uh, continues to run the route, and this is one of these plays, I think, that that – Potentially, Boykin lost a little trust from Laura, but take us through the play from your perspective. Yeah, so there are several things going on on this play that, you know, to me, again, I don't know that this is a scheme thing or this is not having a number one receiver thing. Um, to your point, I don't know that Boykin has um, done much to earn Lamar's trust this season, but on this throw, um, this this ball is clearly underthrown dramatically by Lamar. Um, when Boykin makes his cut, he's open, and Lamar really just needs to put that ball out to the sidelines. And the broadcast does a good job of expressing this. However, the other thing that I want to point out that I find interesting, especially when you see the replay and you're of the camera view behind Lamar, on the left side of the formation, it's again Hollywood, and both he and Boykin on opposite sides of the formation are near splits. Um, so they're they're pretty close to uh, pretty close to the the tight ends on each side. So Boykin runs straight up the field and then breaks out, you know, to the to the flag what we call a traditional flag route. Hollywood runs up the field, and you'll see that he actually cuts outside and he is again being shadowed by Jackson and when Hollywood cuts outside Jackson flips his hips and his head and goes towards the outer sideline and as soon as Hollywood jabs he cuts back to the middle middle of the field and if you see behind Lamar view Boykin's broken out Lamar still has the ball Hollywood has Jackson flipped around and it looks to me that if Lamar just merely lays the ball down the center of the field and gives Hollywood time to run under it. This is a touchdown. So on this play, Lamar could have made a better pass to Boykin, or he could have thrown it to Hollywood, who to me looks equally, if not more wide open than Boykin would be. And so this is just another example of a play that goes you know, the end result is terrible for the Ravens and interception where if Lamar just makes a little better throw or a little better read, you know, perhaps this is a big play in their favor. And it doesn't necessarily have anything to do again with the scheme being faulty or the receivers being deficient. So a couple more things about this play. They rush four and drop two in the end on this. So five at the line of scrimmage, actually four at the line of scrimmage. Uh, and then they end up rushing an extra linebacker and Landry drops out. It is ample time and space on the play. So there's plenty of time for Lamar to do what you said. Read the break of Brown against whoever that, I guess the cornerback is Jackson there too. Did you, did you say that? Mm -hmm. already? Okay. Yeah. And and that could have that certainly could have been maybe a deep throw down the right seam. Now the guy I'm a, I'm a little bit uh, afraid of here is that Malcolm Butler is going to come off Boykin and help sure. him on that route given the 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 depth there, but I think you're probably right. I think if he lays it out there far enough for either receiver, it could have been a completion. Mm -hmm. 
Right. And, and, and the other thing you'll note that if you, if you just, if you're just focused on the Boykin route, Lamar hits, hits his back step at the top of his drop and bounces two or three times after Boykin has made the break. I mean, if he just puts it out to the sidelines, as soon as he hits the top of his drop, mm-hmm. that ball is out a lot more quickly. It gives Boykin ample time to run under it on the sidelines. Again, he needs to make a better throw, but this is a, this is an example of, it doesn't look like Lamar is, is making the throw and the timing of what the route calls for. If, you know, again, I'm an amateur watching this. Maybe I'm incorrect. But if he f- either throws it earlier to Boykin or lays it out to Hollywood, to me, look, this looks this play has a lot of potential. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's another good one. So we're we're not saying again that it's the scheme. It's not. There was some overlapping routistry in the middle early on in this play. It's a. It's essentially starts off with looking like it might be three verticals with Andrews mm-hmm. taking one, and then he stops. Uh, but but then you have two verticals which diverge more or less, or they, at least they don't get closer together once Boykin breaks to the outside. Uh, lots of opportunity again here. And I think you're right that, that really in this case, it's more Lamar not making the right read on this play and, and more than not making the right read because he threw it probably to the right guy was was not getting the timing on the throw right. Right. All right. And do you put any of the blame on Boykin for not tracking the ball earlier and getting back to prevent that interception. It's really hard to say. I, one of the things that they, that I noticed on this play that they don't really point out in the broadcast, it looks to me that if you look at the shadows of the defenders on this play, it looks to me that Boykin is looking right back into the sun. Um, you know, it looks uh, from the behind Lamar view, it looks like it's likely the case that the sun is above behind him to the left. So it could be that Boykin turns and this ball is right in the sun and he really has trouble tracking it. Now, the one thing I will fault, I, I would fault Boykin for, again, I'm not a coach. I don't know how these guys are coached. So, you know, I want to be careful about faulting Boykin here. But if you just watch him on the route, Mm-hmm. He he makes his cut and doesn't turn his head for three steps. That that's me. I, I don't know why, because when he makes the cut, that's when he's most open. So I don't know why he doesn't immediately turn his yes. head. Now Lamar doesn't throw it, and maybe Lamar doesn't throw it because he doesn't have that trust with Boykin. So he's waiting to make sure Boykin is going to look. So maybe that disrupts the timing. And if that's the case. You know, again, maybe we do fault Boykin here and you could make the argument if they have a better receiver in that spot, maybe this play is more successful. But, you know, these are all aspects that we don't frankly know. Well, those are both great points. The first one about the sun, just an amazing point. I rarely have heard that ever made uh, that, hey, look at the shadows to try and figure out where the sun is coming from in terms of it being his eyes. That's a great point. And and your other point about about Boykin needing to show his openness by turning his head is an important one. And, you know, as a receiver, once he makes that break, he's already given himself away to that defensive back. He's not hiding anything from him anymore. Go ahead and track right. that football as soon as you can. Maybe the ball's right. already in the air. Maybe it isn't. But but go ahead and tra- start tracking the football. Yeah. 
At Lowe's, we're your go-to for great gardening values every day. That's why we've lowered our price on select bagged mulch, now starting at just $2.88 a bag. Mulch helps prevent weeds and retains moisture. And when you put it down around trees, shrubs, and flower beds, you'll see how beautiful it makes your outdoor space. Just in time to welcome back family and friends. Shop online and pick up in-store. Lowe's, home to the best part of summer. Selection and product availability vary by location. While supplies last, U.S. only. Excludes Alaska and Hawaii. All right. Outstanding play. Let's go. We'll do one more of these. These are great, Brad. I really appreciate you coming on and doing these. We'll go to Q2 1045. Give you a, you know, a few seconds to go there. While we're doing that, Brad, where can people find you on Twitter? Well, uh, I am at MC Bradley. Um, frankly, I've been very inactive on Twitter other than to look and see what you've tweeted recently, Ken. But, uh, my wife and I just um, welcomed our, our second child home and she's two months old now. So I haven't really had much time for the socials. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I haven't been active on Twitter much either. And, and we have a new puppy taking up our, our time right now. We're just we're well, there just, you uh, go. Fallen in love. That <laughs> I, 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 I don't. I will not try and call it similar because <laughs> the amount of is, is very large in both cases, but it's an order of magnitude mm. larger for an actual child. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, I'm going to the third and sixth play at the Tennessee 10. Mm-hmm. So the Ravens have a chance. Current score at this point in the game. Let's see. Q2. It's, it's 10 nothing. 10 nothing. Okay. Yeah. So this is the drive. They have the ball immediately after the Titans kicked the field goal to go up 10. And... They drive it into the red zone. This is a third and about six or seven. And this play, you can actually simply watch the broadcast and watch the broadcast replay. And uh, Rich Gannon, I believe, was a commentator on here and points out exactly what I'm going to point out here. Um, But at the beginning of this play, it's an empty back set. And there are three receivers to Lamar's right. Andrews is in the near slot. Uh, Sneed has a close split to the outside of Andrews and then Hollywood is out wide. And at the snap of this play, Andrews runs a slant and, um, Andrews runs a slant while Sneed sort of releases up the field, but inside. And after three steps or, or so Andrews plants and cuts immediately straight out to the sidelines. And at that point, his defender, Bayer, gets rubbed by Sneed, and Andrews is wide open. And on this play, Lamar has time, but he double clutches and then holds the ball and gets sacked. And they point this out on the replay of the, on the broadcast that all he has to do is throw it in time to Andrews, and this is likely a touchdown. But he double clutches gets sacked and the Ravens have to kick a field goal. And now the score is 10 to three instead of 10 to seven. Mm-hmm. So on the play from an offensive line perspective, this is the first of the three plays where they're actually backing, blocking a standard five on five pass block set. And it, as they drop back powers gets beaten inside by that is 98, right? That's uh, uh, their best defender, defensive player. It's not Gerald Casey. It's, 
Uh, the name is escaping me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to get that right. Okay. Anyway, we'll come back to that. But but he gets beaten inside on the play, and he he would have gotten a share of the sack and probably the most significant share for allowing the initial compromising of the cone. But Phillips also gets pushed back, and yeah. I got at least half of this on on uh, on how I graded. I don't remember exactly how I did it. But it's it's definitely a quick pressure. But Brad's mm-hmm. absolutely right. There's there's a, a a wide open Mark Andrews on the play there. And what do you think actually happened in, in terms of why it did not work out? I, I I frankly can't tell. I was wondering if Lamar was concerned about Powers as man being near his feet, but he's not he's not that close. I mean, Phillips gets blasted back by Brooks Reed, but again, like Lamar has time to throw it right there. I mean, it's, it's, it's open and he just hitches it. Now, you know, one of the things I've wondered about Lamar is whether he, A, either trusts the read, like trust his eyes to make the read or B, trust the receivers to be where they need to be when he makes his read. And, I, you know, if he hesitates on either of those things, the timing is off and a play like this happens. In this instance, he's throwing to Andrews, who would be the receiver most likely to be trusted by Lamar to be where he needs to be. So I, I, I just, I, I frankly, you know, I'm not sure. I, I, I'm not smart enough to know what Lamar is thinking. All I know is this play is there. This play is open. This play should be a touchdown, but he hesitates. Yeah, there's a whole lot of color on the play. Obviously, Phillips is getting beat pretty badly. Powers is getting beat inside. That really, that does infringe upon the cone, but it's not as bad. But also from the backside, uh, you see a nice attempt at a 12-6 to block by by, uh, Brown, but it's not his best effort. Landry really gets around the quarter, and he's almost to Lamar's hand as he throws. I'm not sure Lamar can feel it or see it, but... It's that kind of a play. But right as as his arm is cocked, as he's ready to throw the ball, you see this rub happening. It's it's a three-way collision here on the rub route. It took all three of those players, two of theirs and one of ours, out mm-hmm. of the player. And it really, it seems like this ball should have been released on time. Yeah. And, you know, that concept that that we just mentioned, the rub, this is something that you might hear – you know, folks in the off season saying that our passing game needs a facelift will call for these very kinds of plays, whether it's, you know, bunch formations uh, with easier releases or rub route concepts um, that, are, you know, Pittsburgh and new England run uh, with much success. And here we're doing the same thing, but you know, the, the blocking holds, it's not perfect. The blocking holds. He has a window to make a throw and he doesn't pull the trigger. Now, you know, we can nitpick on the line, but I, I, in this, in this case, you hope that your MVP quarterback makes that throw. You think, I, I is any way he's think. distracted on this play by an opportunity to run himself, or is he already covering up at this point and thinking we got to get the field goal? Cause there is nowhere for him to run. There really isn't anywhere. Yeah, it's it's possible. It's possible. But but even even if that is the case, I think the point I am trying to make here remains that it's not the fault of the concept or the fault of the receivers that this play is not successful. Lamar doesn't he you know, if he's thinking run, 
it looks to me that's the wrong decision because the throw is there. So it's just it's just a decision making or an execution thing that you know you would think with work in the off season with proper self scouting, Lamar's a hard worker. The work he's going to put in, you know, again shoring up the offensive line, like those kinds of things are probably going to you know pay off in spades if they're able to really. Uh, you know, really hone in on those things as opposed to saying, hey, we need to throw out the playbook and design some new plays or we need to go all in for, you know, a big time wide receiver in the offseason. No, no, this this play is here. You just need a little bit more precision. And, and this is a touchdown. All right. Outstanding stuff, Brad. We really appreciate having you on to show us this. Uh, you mentioned now we've we've picked out and admitted they're hand-picked plays three plays where it wasn't the scheme it wasn't not having a number one receiver it was just a matter of the play didn't get executed by the players as drawn up and that sometimes is the problem and you will hear anecdotal evidence given to support just about anything including all of the far-flung theories about how the Ravens' incredibly cheap, incredibly efficient offense the last couple of years it has got to be changed completely if they're ever going to win, a, win another playoff game. Right. And admittedly, this is an incredibly small sample size. And to your point, these plays are handpicked. But as I was watching this game specifically, and it seemed to be going down the path of playoff games prior – where they got in this 10-0 hole, each of these plays occurred at a very significant point in time. First play was their first third down conversion opportunity after stopping the Titans three and out. They convert that, maybe go on a long drive, get a score, and they go up to start the game. That's huge for them. Instead, failed conversion, punt, the Titans go down and score their only touchdown. Second play, they're down 7 nothing. interception. Big play. Third play, they're down 10 nothing. They get into the red zone. Third down conversion, don't convert field goal. All of those are real emotional killers. So, you know, I, it's maybe it's not systemic to the system as a whole, but it is just an example to say, look, in these critical moments, at times, they just don't execute. Again, it's not the scheme. It's not the personnel. And, of course, the very next third down was the third and nine of the Tennessee 48 where Lamar ran it in for the touchdown that tied the game, and the Ravens never looked back. So, uh, you right. gotta take, I think you got to take the good with the bad here with the Ravens, but where, where would you like them to prioritize those resources? And unfortunately, you know, we don't have time to go into that on the show. Mm-hmm. But give us your high-level GM armchair view of where you'd like the Ravens to go this offseason. Oof, I think that's going to be a longer discussion, Ken. But, <laughs> you know, ultimately, I think that – the one thing that I love about the Ravens and about the, the brass there is they have a plan, but they're also willing to adapt. So, you know, while we want, may want them, you know, whether we say they need, you know, an offensive tackle in the first round or maybe a playmaking safety or maybe a number one wide receiver, you know, they're going to they're going to you know try to go for best value and then adapt their strategy after that. And to me, like I, that I really like that. I don't yes, want them I to pick. It. Yeah. 
Yeah. So we say we say that every off season, but isn't it nice to go into a draft? I mean, first of all, you don't want to have five holes to have to fill, but you also mm-hmm. don't want to have one where that's the only thing you're concerned about it. And every right. other team knows it. And whether you're trading up or down, you don't get value. Mm-hmm. You, you get you get screwed either way you want to trade. It's better right. to be in the Ravens position where they're happy to trade down. They'll trade up if they think they really got a player they love, too. But they're going to always be in the position of power relative to trades. Let the draft board come to them rather than go after it specifically. And mm-hmm. they have so many, you know, we, we talk about number one wide receiver. We talk about offensive tackle. We talk about pass rusher. You know, we haven't talked about tight end yet. You know, that's yeah. that's a, yeah. a need for the team right now. Um, and you know, the big other one we haven't talked about is defensive line, where the Ravens are just ancient on that defensive line. Well, guess what? You want to unload a run stuffer that you don't think has value? Go get another one who's on his rookie deal. Right. Yeah. Right. Anyway, Brad loved having you on. You're welcome anytime, buddy. And this goes yeah. out for anybody who's got shorts at, you know, that can br- deliver quality like this. I love to hear from you. You know, br- bring me three bullet points. Just tell me what you want to talk about. That's all Brad did. And he said, I want to talk about these three plays. And that's great. We really appreciate this kind of content, Brad. Uh, tell folks again where, where you are on Twitter. So I'm on Twitter at MC Bradley. And then mostly if I'm tweeting, I'm tweeting about the Ravens or the Caps. Caps too, big Caps fan, huh? Happy yeah. About their start. Um, I mean they're 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 leading their division, so yes, it's I I I profess to know less about hockey, so I just try to watch it and enjoy it, and not mm-hmm. pretend like I understand how, you know, whether I should be happy or not. <laughs> All right, well, Ovechkin score, and I'm good. Yeah, it's uh, it, well, me too, in in a sense, but uh, but I'm happy they've they've been able to maintain. You know, what has been, frankly, a, a, a very low scoring, not a big margin in terms of goals uh, mm-hmm. with that great record while mm-hmm. having all those guys out with COVID, having their number one goaltender out, you know, Ovechkin and, and, and a, new a system. lot of his speaking, posse. Yeah. Speaking of a new system, they're learning a new system with no offseason. So, yeah. All right. Well, very cool. Well, hopefully we'll be going to football again in the fall. Brad, thanks again for joining us. And we'll talk to you next time on Film Study. Thanks, Ken. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Rootmetrics second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement. At Lowe's, we're your go-to for great gardening values every day. That's why we've lowered our price on select bagged mulch, now starting at just $2.88 a bag. Mulch helps prevent weeds and retains moisture, and when you put it down around trees, shrubs, and flower beds, you'll see how beautiful it makes your outdoor space, just in time to welcome back family and friends. Shop online and pick up in-store. Lowe's, home to the best part of summer. Selection and product availability vary by location. While supplies last, U.S. only. Excludes Alaska and Hawaii. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? 
For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.